This is My Take Radio's Beyond the Mic. What's up, guys? Welcome to a brand new installment of My Take Radio's Beyond the Mic interview series. Joining me this week are Luke LaPala and Maurizio Macagno from Sensoria Fitness. It's a uh, brand new product that was actually crowdsourced through the Indiegogo campaign. And the beauty of it is, unlike Nike Fuel Band or any of these other devices that are out there, this particular device actually is Bluetooth enabled and it's an anklet, which also works with your sock. So there's no there's no necessity to wear some cumbersome ankle, you know, band on your wrist or anything out of the ordinary. This particular device actually works very unobtrusively. How's it going, Mauricio? Thank you for taking the time to join us this evening. Hey, uh, thank you. Uh, this is great. Uh, we are. Uh... Well, past our Sensoria Fitness Indiegogo campaign, and we are cranking up uh, on all cylinders to deliver the product to our early adopters in uh, in early 2014. So let's let's talk about the origins of this product because based on based on the information that you guys forwarded to me, you guys actually did all of this through a crowdsource campaign versus uh, the usual traditional means. What what inspired you guys to go that route? and decide to tackle it through crowdsourcing versus, you know, angel investing or trying to get some other brand on board? Well, we, there are a couple of, of, of uh, ways of doing this thing. Of course, you can you can go uh, for uh, serious funding, and by serious funding, I mean venture capitalist. But uh, honestly, if you start too early with that, either you're not credible because you haven't proved yourself, or they're going to eat your lunch. They're going to dilute you so much. Uh, asking a lot for the company, which of course haven't proved anything, and so the, val- the valuation of which is not that big. And, and so we wanted to actually do two things with the crowdfunding campaign. First, try to uh, collect some funds to deliver the product, but also to test the market. Was there really an interest in the product in the first place? I mean, we're, we're just one dream of ours that would never come to a fruition because the users really didn't care about that, or there was an actual interest. And, and uh, what we've discovered with the campaign, it's really that this uh, uh, has the potential to become uh, a very interesting product, not just the one that we are making as a result of the crowdfunding campaign, but also because of the underlying technology that can enable so many scenarios. Well, one of the things that really jumped out was the fact that you guys were leveraging a different part of the body. As we all know, uh, companies like Fitbit, Nike Fuel, uh, countless companies are looking to monetize the real estate of the wrist because they figure that not only would it be, a, you know, allow their product to be visible, but it would just be prime placement. What what made you guys decide to go with the socks? I mean, I, obviously, for me personally, I, I monitor a lot of my fitness and I I like the unobtrusive nature of this because you don't have to worry about the device banging into anything or being uh, cumbersome. You know, what inspired you to go this route? Yeah, that's a very, very good question. And there are a couple of of, uh, things that relate to that. One, uh, the the wrist is a really crowded space, uh, and we didn't want to build just another bracelet. I mean, there are many, many uh, new devices and existing devices that all collect data from your wrist through accelerometer-based uh, electronics. Uh, we, the, the Sensoria technology actually is based on pressure uh, sensors and fabric sensors. So basically, we are able to collect uh, data in addition to having accelerometer in the electronics, also to collect data from your body directly through fabric sensors. And uh, the, 
by having the, the device directly uh, close to your foot allows us to collect data that comes uh, naturally with the movement of your body instead of having to determine that you're moving your wrists and you're actually running. Uh, there are interesting articles on the web uh, about having getting fuel points for smoking or, or stuff like that, which is really uh, is not what you were supposed to do for, for, for uh, getting uh, healthy or stay healthy, right? So uh, what we have here is actually a, a device that it's at the ankle level because we collect data directly from the foot. And so uh, in addition to having an accelerometer, of course, we, we also have a sock that has pressure points and we can we can get uh, information from your foot and detect your what the type of activity you're doing but also how you're doing the activity not just counting uh, how far or how fast you're running for example but also how well you're running that's our aspiration well one of the things with me with me in particular I've I've done you know I've you I we've looked at devices that have monitored sleep that have monitored fitness um, in your case the, the thing that jumped out to me was uh, weight distribution of the foot. And the reason I mention that is because I actually I have a, 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 a an anomaly in my, in my left foot where I actually have more bones in my ankle, which if I stand for long periods of time or walk for long periods of time, the next day I'm usually limping for the better part of a day due to the pain. Uh-huh. And interestingly enough, I went to a a pharmacy and they had a machine that measures the distribution of body weight on your feet. So I, you know, it, it, this, this product really got my attention because that's something that it's a very large machine that you have to stand in. And it was done, I believe by, by Dr. Scholes and you know, you have to stand perfectly still. But the thing is that it's a one-time deal. You stand on the machine, you get fitted, and you never truly know if you're getting any sort of improvement. With this, correct me if I'm wrong, you actually get to monitor the distribution of your weight across your feet on a consistent basis. Correct. You're you're nailing in the head. Really, this is the the whole point. So uh, what we we are developing is a a technology that it's based on fabric sensors. We definitely are not going to be as precise as a complex machine with 100-ton sensors, which is a bulky machine that you can find in a specialty store or, or at your podiatrist or a physiotherapist that can measure exactly one step, really precise, exactly a picture, a snapshot of what uh, what's your current body distribution or how you, you step on the, you, you naturally walk. But the really beauty of this is that actually you can bring the lab out of the lab with something that is not as precise, but can measure a movie instead of just a picture. And that allows to uh, to get back to the doctor, to get back to the specialty shore after, your, after you've tried your orthotics, after you have a new pair of shoes, and see what, what works or doesn't work. In addition to, for, a, I, let's say, physical activity, also get a precise monitoring throughout your activity. Well, see, that's the, that's the thing. I, I feel that, what you guys are working on, and it's true, it's never meant to replace um, a, a visit to a physiotherapist. But I feel that just as a society, it, we we work, we need to work on being on being more proactive and monitoring our health. And while I understand a lot of companies have leveraged this, um, it becomes a thing where you're leveraging it, like in, in in the Nike Fuel Bank case, you're leveraging it, you know, because you're playing a game, you're trying to make it fun. But at the end of the day, you really and truly need to use devices like this to monitor these aspects of your health that you may never know are, are you know, impacting your day-to-day living. Like in my case, you know, I, I went on the machine. I, I actually took a picture of the screen with my phone and went to my podiatrist. And I said, look, this machine said all my weight is on this foot. So when he looked at it, he compared it with my x-rays. He's like, well, you know, that's because you have excess bone in this foot which causes your tissues to rub together and leads to swelling. But uh, again, you know, exactly what, what you did was really imagine that instead of bringing them a picture of, right. of your food that you, you got from, from a, from a shop where you went to test maybe biorthotics, you actually bring them uh, a movie and, and use, it's a conversation starter, right? And you can right. actually see uh, what, what's going on with your feet. 
and right. imagine that you are you have a coach or you have a really your your PT and it it following you through uh, a, a injury recovery. They can really see how things are going, and uh, you give access to to your data to them for that period, and then and then that's it. You get you get back your data ownership, and uh, and and that that can be beneficial for you, and and in general for understanding more how how the foot uh, works uh, outside of the lab, basically outside of the office. Well, one of the one of the things that that you guys mentioned in in the assets I received was that you guys have a detachable anklet, but you also mentioned that the that the socks as well are tie into that. How does that? How do the two devices work in unison? And what happens in the event that you want to use the anklet and say those socks need to be washed? Like, right. how do you guys account for that? Yeah, so the, the anklet is, is basically the electronic device that at this point in time we still need. I mean, in, in, a, in a non-distant future, we'll see that the electronic will completely disappear to the human eye and will probably be completely embedded in what we wear at the cost that it's make them even disposable. For now, especially for battery consumption, we still need the electronic device. Uh, so the electronic device contains, of course, battery, Bluetooth connection to be able to connect to your phone if you decide to do activity and bring your phone with you. It has storage. It has an accelerometer. It has an altimeter. So it collects a bunch of data regarding your movement and the context where you are, like external temperature, external pressure, the altimetry delta, etc. But then for the, the real <clears throat> plus that we uh, enable with this technology is actually the pressure points of your foot. And so we collect that by having sensors that are made of fabric weaved into the sock. So for now, our, our initial plan is to have three sensors in, on the plantar uh, area, one under the calcaneus bone, the heel, and two on the metatarsal number one and number five, which are basically the three points where if you do yoga, they teach you where to land and where to stay in equilibrium. So we want to use that, those as the, the three points where we measure the way you walk, the way you stand, whether you're heel striking or not, and all the other things that might be uh, interesting to know about during your activity. And uh, this data is uh, basically, these sensors are powered through a low-voltage battery in the anklet, 3 volts, that goes through the sensors and gets back a signal that basically express the, the actual pressure points. And, and I can show you a demo. Uh, if you see my video... Yes, I'm, I'm, I, I can see your screen. Yeah. So we, we've recently, uh, sorry if I diverge for a second, we have recently re released a developer kit uh, for other developers interested in building application with this technology because we are going to do, first we are going out with the, with the technology and an app for runners, but there are so many opportunities like golf, soccer, other scenarios, and we, we are calling on developers to, to try out this technology to implement. So the, the, the developer kit includes a dashboard that I'm going to use now to, to show you what I mean by, by this uh, data. So here you see my, uh, basically, I'm wearing one of these anklets right now, and here you see the signals, which are pretty static, I, there is a, a blue in the bottom and a, a green and a red in the in the higher part of the of the graph. As I'm standing, and then take walks, so my my voice might become faint. Right. As I'm taking walks, you can see that the the pressure uh, is actually captured through the through the the, the anchor and sent to the PC. And that's, this will happen as well with uh, with your phone. And if I go to a a better visualization to give you a sense of what I mean. If I raise the foot, or if I put just uh, part of the foot on on the on the ground, you can see that my my actual walking steps, my actual gait, is represented in in uh, real time. That's amazing. And, uh, so that that's basically the data is being collected. Thank and, you. That, that that data is being collected basically through the sock. And if I turn the uh, the camera for a second. Since we are on Google Plus, uh, this might be 
Can you see me now? Now still the screen is playing. Just a second. Yep. So this is a sock, and I, uh, I'm wearing one right now. So let's take this camera off. And so this is the prototype anklet that we that we have. Uh, that it's bigger than the one that we're gonna ship, of course. And this is, I'm wearing the sock, and the sock it's really uh, a, a normal sock just with uh, with those sensors uh, uh, into into it. And of okay. course, uh, you you will have to wash the socks every time that you want to use it, and the sensors are washable. So you just detach the anklet and toss the the sock or the socks if you. Are using two anklets. You you send you put the socks into the washer, washing cycle, and then you put them on again. Okay, so you are you're basically using um, monitoring technology through the one sock and the one anklet. So you're you're only you're you're collecting data from only one foot. Is is that correct? Well, uh, not not exactly. We that that's the basic scenario. Basically, they say with one anklet. In one sock, we think we can collect a lot of data in right. terms of uh, cadence and the way you run. Of course, the body is not necessarily symmetric, as you were pointing out, that your ankle on one foot is has a different uh, structure, and so you're imbalanced. You can also wear two anklets at the same time with two socks. At that point, we can enable additional uh, data collection and scenarios that allow imbalance, uh, center of balance, and all that kind of things that can, can be very useful for monitoring. Well, with regards to um, the way the monitoring the monitoring is done, you said that you know you're using a, a basic app which will be available on mobile devices. Now, the data that it's collected are, are are you guys creating a database of that data, or is it just data that's um, in, tied to the device that that's paired with the sensor? You know, because we live in an age where people are very sensitive, and don't get me wrong, I mean it's just data about your feet. But you know how some people are. They get a little crazy with that stuff. How are you guys addressing the the collection of data? So the, the data will be uh, collected from from the anklet and uh, either stored locally until you synchronize it with uh, with your PC or Mac. Or if you happen to do your activity with, with a phone, it will also be transmitted in real time to the phone. And where you can see... In the screen, this is uh, some mockups of the application that we are building uh, for iPad, for sorry, for iPhone, uh, but there will be a corresponding one for Android and Windows Phone. Uh, the the data once collected will be also sent to the cloud in our uh, uh, cloud that, that where the data will be uh, available for the user to to analyze. So we will provide uh, a dashboard, a web-based dashboard that can can help them to. Um, to basically to, to see to analyze the data how how it's been collected and what what is possible to 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 deduct from that data and uh, uh, they will have the power to decide okay the data is only for me or the data can be shared with my doctor for example or with my physiotherapist we are not gonna uh, sell individual data points uh, but we want the data in the cloud because the aggregation of this data anonymized can uh, enable interesting analysis. For example, let's say that uh, a, a, out of a thousand people that are using Sensoria, uh, we can categorize, uh, identify 10 different buckets based on their their food structure or based on their, their type of activity or based on their age. Of course, all this data is not gonna uh, be sold or shared Outside of the of the willing of the user, right? Uh, but anonymized, taken just in terms of uh, of aggregated data, can be useful for uh, do data mining and discover patterns that that can be useful for improving the product and give more educated information to the to the customer. Excellent. Yeah. See, that's that's something that a lot of people and no nobody realizes that, but it's you're you're giving up this data and. A lot of people just figure, oh, you know, I'm giving my data to Nike or I'm giving my data to this company or I'm giving my data to you guys. And very few people are uninformed. So I figured I, I you know, I, I wanted to get that out there because a lot yeah. of people would be would, would be concerned because this is now we're getting into, you know, the body's physiology, any any um, any physical issues that you may have. And even from the standpoint of the data that you guys collect, 
uh, companies can leverage that to gear advertising towards, you know, better supportive sneakers or better supportive shoes. So the data, the data does have a place from a, from a profitability standpoint. So, you know, I wanted to make sure we address that. Yeah. The, the plan that we have for, for the specific scenario you were mentioning, like a shoe fitting, uh, it's more like, uh, a, let me, let me call it in a loosely way, democratic way of, of recommending shoes. We don't plan to make money out of recommending shoes when advertised, uh, uh, oh, this shoe might be for you because uh, right. we got paid from by brand X to, to, to show this shoe. But rather the fact that, again, by having the ability to cluster people together for similarities, and if we know that of these 1,000 people, that shoe was really fitting well because they told us so, and uh, this other shoe wasn't fitting well, a new user coming and falls in the same cluster, they might get a recommendation that is basically the, the same body type, the same foot type is actually finding that shoe useful for them. So that, that's the way we plan to use this data, to help out the customer to get uh, better information out of their data. Now, that's a, that, the, the, the way you guys are approaching it is the right way to do so. Now, with, with regards to some hardware questions I had, what um what is the battery life for the anklet? So the battery life, uh, uh, we we are at the at the stage where we just got uh, the first iteration of electronic um, the final electronic uh, circuit board with the components. So we haven't run extensive testing on those, but we've done estimates based on calculation of how much the operations cost, and our estimates. Uh, are very promising. <clears throat> we we estimate that by using the anklet for uh, three hours a day, we can go over two weeks of of uh, of uh, basically uh, of power, and uh, th that's basically our benchmark. Uh, we are going to do a, a, an extensive testing in the, in the coming weeks when we get the the second iteration. Um, uh, basically, how the electronic development works, it's, there are several phases where basically it's like in software development, you get several iterations of the same thing, only that in the case of hardware, they take a bit longer because uh, they involve production of the actual pieces. Uh, so we're waiting for the second iteration to actually run the battery test. But the, those estimates have been confirmed from the first iteration for now. Oh, so you guys are, you guys are, well, even two weeks is quite generous. I mean, is the intention to go beyond two weeks, or do you feel two weeks is a is a safe number to use? Well, actually, we think that uh, we need to find the right balance between battery duration and battery size, because battery size drives the dimension of the overall electronics. Uh, so, in our case, the the board is very minimal, as in most uh, electronic device nowadays. But since we wanted to have a very uh, powerful and, and durable in terms of battery consumption object, we dimension the battery in a certain way. Now, if we discover that we actually can get more uh, out of the current batteries, we might actually cut down on the, on the size so we can, we can get the electronic even smaller rather than go for 21 days, for example, because really your phone is going to die way earlier than that and so on. It's better to charge once more, but get even a more minimalistic electronic device. What type of materials are you guys using for the socks? Are you guys going to go more Lycra, or are you guys are going to go more um, sweat-absorbing? Only because, you know, you have to wash these socks on a consistent basis, and if you're monitoring, say, you're running, and you're going running daily, you know, you want to make sure that it's a material that can stand up to, you know, being washed on a daily basis. Right. We are looking at the materials that are actually in line with what uh, runners prefer and, uh, and uh, basically being on the side of technical socks rather than uh, cheap socks, if you pass me the term. Right. So, so that, that kind of material is, is what's going to be uh, part of it. However, we are still evaluating different options uh, because, yeah, the, the sock industry is really... Uh, evolved on, on, on so many variations that uh, if we had the uh, unlimited resources, we could we do come out with a different uh, 
types. For now, we're going to focus on one specific, and, and so we are evaluating what, what is the best uh, outcome for, for that. And, and then, once we ship with our own sensorial branded SOC, uh, nothing prevents us to eventually uh, cut partnership deals with uh, shoe, uh, SOC manufacturers for having sensorial uh, powered SOCs with other materials or other uh, designs. Oh well, you guys are you guys are looking to leverage that particular aspect of the branding to to coincide with with uh, having different socks. So, I mean, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that eventually that would be some some uh, uh, business savvy decision, but also to give customers more choices because uh, again, uh, we we at the current stage of our company, we we, we need to be focused on on one product line, which is lean. Uh, but of course, customers want uh, choices, and so we we plan to give them choices through to partnerships. Well, that's that's I you know it's it's smart thinking only because there's there's different levels of of even socks that people use to train. I mean, like like me in particular, I like to personally. I train if I'm doing anything heavy, I'll train barefoot or I use a uh, minimalist sneaker. So you know, you definitely doing the smart thing by going into other sock markets because the thing with that is you have people that use standard short crew socks then you have the people that wear the toe shoes and they actually make toe socks to go with those so by going through all those different outlets you get to touch different people that you wouldn't be able to do if you were just creating a run-of-the-mill sock right that it's a smart strategy yeah, we, we, we hope to be to be successful, uh, and and that can only happen if we if we tie partnerships again. Uh, also, from the inventory perspective, uh, the 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 amount of resources needed to to build an inventory so diverse would would probably require uh, more resources that we 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 necessarily need if we if you go that route. So that that's that's the current plan, basically. So, so I wanted to go back a little bit to the to the crowdfunding campaign. The initial goal you guys had set was, you know, $87,000 and you guys crushed that. Um did you guys really were were you were you expecting a response that large to to really surpass that goal by such a large margin? Well, it, it's it's difficult to answer to that mainly because this is not something uh, that was uh, existing before. So a sock with a piece of electronic attached to it, it's really a new category. So even explaining that to customers, it's it kind of mm, challenging. Uh, another thing is coming with yet another bracelet or uh, some other type of device. And uh, <clears throat> honestly, this could have gone widely successful, like some, some of the well-established form factors we've seen uh, in, in the market or could it be a complete disaster uh, because something really that nobody could understand. So I think we, we, we did a good job in trying to explain what this was about. Uh, also, uh, being able to, <clears throat> to talk to different uh, press outlets to explain and get some traction there and, uh, and a video that kind of explained, okay, what we aspire to do. And and the result was, uh, I think I think above our expectation, really because we didn't know whether this was even a product that uh, people would would be interested into. And and in addition to that, also helped us to create a sort of market analysis, price price sensitivity analysis, if you will. So how much uh, the customers are are we willing to pay for this? So we we put. Uh, several levels of of uh, price points, and uh, we we were able to sold out the ninety nine points, and uh, we were well on our way to to crush the hundred and nineteen uh, price point, and uh, so that that was kind of we we knew that this was kind of the sweet spot where to where to land with the pricing. Uh, we also put in the as I was mentioning before, we put in the in the campaign, and not at the beginning, but only after a while, uh, since we started getting questions and emails and comments from potential, uh, not customers, but partner, partners, 
interested in, the, in this technology not for the running, which was the primary target for the campaign, but actually for developing new scenarios. We got, uh, as I mentioned, I think the soccer um, scenarios, a, a guy wanted to build a golf application. Uh, another guy was actually willing to, to, buy, to buy it for, for creating an Argentinian tango uh, training application. So, so many diverse options, scenarios to try out this technology. And so we put on the, on the campaign a sensorial developer kit, basically allowing people to get uh, software and early prototypes uh, before everybody else. And we, and we, we stayed uh, with a low number, like, but at the price, because we have to deliver those, uh, those prototypes, so they come at the cost. And right. we saw the, the, the 10 that we put there, uh, like in, in, in a couple of days, and then we added another SDK at 450 price point, and we also uh, sold out that one. So there is interest also from, from the, the development standpoint to actually spend money to test this out and, and try to see whether it's feasible, it's, it's suitable for developing new scenarios. Well, you know what the, th- what the thing is, looking, looking at it from, from the SOC standpoint, the, the application with regards to sports is just it, – it, it's amazing because, you know, you mentioned golf, you mentioned soccer, but even, even baseball because think about when, when a guy's standing in the batter's box and he's putting pressure to swing the bat. It, you know, that data is very good to know to figure out, you know, if the if the players are driving with their lead foot or if they're driving with the with their back foot to to get more power into a swing. The applications of this data are th- th- there's a lot of information that can be gathered that can improve a lot of different facets of sports. Right. There, there is probably no no human activity uh, regarding sports that doesn't involve uh, your feet. And, and on some of those, like baseball you was mentioning, it's all about, not, not all about, but a lot is about balance and how you shift the weight uh, across the feet. And so I don't know anything about baseball, definitely not beside the watching, watching a game. And so I, I don't know how to build an app for that. But if there's a developer interested in that, more power to him through, through this technology. Well, you know what it is? With, with things like that, especially from... And, and, and this is going into into something a little deeper. It's from from injury analysis. It's like if a, if a guy twists his ankle or hurts his ankle, and that data is being collected, you can see how much pressure it took for the ankle to get hurt. You know, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of underlying data that you guys are are going to be generating that's going to have a, a huge amount of ramifications. Not only from like I said, just um, personal performance and and physical monitoring, but also from injury prevention, injury diagnosis. So you guys are really onto something very, very big. Yes, and, and I think there is also uh, some, again, for the same reason that we were saying before, that usually uh, doctors or physiotherapists have very expensive equipment with very limited uh, insight. In a sense, they have so many tensors, but they're very very limited snapshot of, of data. Having these to this information that it's captured from from the real world can give them a lot of data. And so a lot of studies that you see today uh, from universities or doctors that, that run studies with, I don't know, 20 patients uh, that takes so much time to create because they have they have to call everybody in the lab and uh, doing sessions with there is a lot of pre setup and and uh, and post data analysis imagine that you basically give this out to 200 2000 users maybe they already have bought it and and you can collect this data again with permission from the user then you can get uh, an order or two of magnitude the amount of data to make uh, scientific conclusions based on on whatever these subjects can can provide. Well, looking at the at the pricing tiers, are you guys you you were mentioning that you guys were really comfortable at the ninety nine and um, you know between one nine between ninety nine and one forty nine. Um, is that is that really where you guys want to stay at, or do you guys want to keep it a, a little bit more competitive against some of the other 
manufacturers? Where you know where's where, where's your long term goal with regards to pricing? And even if the pricing is in varied tiers, based on you know maybe an extra pair of socks, etc. Where what are you guys shooting for in terms of just getting maximum market saturation? So uh, there are two things that compose the pricing point of this uh, technology. One, of course, it's it's user adoption, but it's also volume. Like uh, if of course, the, there are economics of scale that basically require a certain volume in order for these prices to go down. Right. Uh, and, and so there are some components like the Bluetooth uh, chip that is expensive just because you have to pay a license to Bluetooth uh, consortium for the fact that you are able to transmit, right? So uh, some of that stuff has sort of a fixed cost, but some other uh, can go down in volume. So if you sell really, if you really break into... Uh, like hundred thousands of pieces, then you can go down dramatically. For now, uh, we need to to uh, be savvy that we, we need to to to, to sell these uh, so that the, the 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 supply chain can 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 actually sell it. So the cost of goods sold, in addition to the margins that the the stores will have to carry on in order to keep in the inventory. Will, will kind of drive the price. So uh, uh, we, we are uh, running the, the, the post campaign. We basically set up our online store, and we are still selling that uh, at a discount from our manufacturer's suggested retail price, um, which is 199 for the Sensoria Fitness uh, single anchor with, uh, uh, I think, three pairs of socks. Uh, but we are still selling it at discount, but not as much as the early adopters. So we also want to recognize the fact that the Indiegogo bakers got a deal out of it, and so right. uh, and to, to to recognize their their early adoption. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Well, the way I see it is, you're giving people three pairs of socks plus the sensor, and you know it's you're running it at. 199. I think I think with regards to that you're getting three pairs of socks so you'll be able to rotate roughly if you're running three times a week you'll always be able to wash a pair. Um speaking speaking of washing them uh are there are there any limitations with regards to washing or is it a hand wash only product? Can you throw it in the machine? So right now we are uh, confident that, that definitely um, the washing uh, cycle can be done via machine. Uh, we, we are still working on the fact on whether the drying uh, is going to be a problem. Uh, we, we have a certain number that I won't discuss here about the number of cycles, including uh, washing, uh, washing and uh, drying cycles through machine. Uh, but we definitely want to have a product which has a, a, has a, is durable enough that it, it's on par with the with the normal pairs of socks, or at least a normal pair of technical socks. So uh, some some of the technical socks would require to uh, only do uh, manual uh, washing and no drying. Uh, we we think we can do better than that, but at this point uh, we are not ready to, to to announce the actual duration yet. Okay, that's that's not a problem. Uh, what one question I did want to go into with regards to citing, you know, technical socks versus non-technical socks. When when you're looking at it from that standpoint, are you are you going through quality control with regards to how that's built like are you are you are you guys purchasing uh the socks in bulk or do you guys have independent manufacturers for that? Like how does the creative process work to get the sensoria from uh Pretty much from from your head to a hard copy. What you know? What walk us through the process a little bit? Sorry, can you repeat the question because you were breaking up? No, what I what I was saying was that with regards to manufacturing, how are, how do you guys go about the manufacturing process? Are you dealing with um, an independent entity that that kind of manufactures all the components, or do you guys find um, one facility to build everything out? How does the manufacturing process work? Okay, so of course for the for the electronic part, uh, which is uh, in a, in a way the easiest part, we have a great partner with uh, Flextronics, which is uh, a, 
one of the biggest uh, manufacturing chains in the world. Uh, they are just invested in Ypsilon, uh, which is the, the mother company of Sensoria. And uh, so as part of that, they, we will basically uh, have a great partner for, uh, for bringing to production the actual electronic device. And uh, so on, on that one, uh, it, it's relatively straightforward because they have, a, have an established uh, process for going from the inception to, to development to production of these, uh, of these uh, devices. Although the inception to development has been done in-house and with uh, another local partner in Seattle. Uh, for what concerns the SOC, uh, it's more, uh, in a way, more challenging from the standpoint that we want to protect our IP. And right. SOCs are basically made uh, all over the world. So we, are, we actually are going to adopt uh, an approach which is uh, very well established in the toy industry, where you actually make uh, individual components uh, have them made in different uh, places, and then you assemble in a in a in an additional place. So imagine that we will have the sock uh, created in one uh, place, uh, the sensors applied later on, uh, okay. where they are being produced somewhere else, for example. So basically, nobody has the recipe, and uh, we maintain control. So that's kind of the approach that we would like to take there. Well, in doing it that way, also you make sure that not every aspect of your IP is under one umbrella. I think that's something that, exactly. you know, given given what's happened with, with citing, citing a, a, a real-world example with Apple and Samsung, it's, it's something that a lot of companies are very, very concerned about because all it takes is, you know, one photo, one slip of paper, one, one schematic, and that's it. You know, then, then you're in, in, embroiled in, in legal battles for years to come. Right. No, I think yeah, I, 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 I hope we will have that kind of uh, problem if we, have, we get that big as Samsung or Apple. But of course, that's that, that, that's a valid point. Yeah, we, we want to keep uh, um, we want to keep the 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 risk of of, uh, of uh, IP leaks at the minimum, especially for the sensor technology, which is uh, one one piece of the secret sauce. Well, you guys. You guys are looking at that particular outlet first with regards to monitoring the feet and get maintaining data from the feet. What is what is the end game? What else do you guys want to get involved in besides that? Do you feel that you can expand from just that aspect of, of physical monitoring into other facets? What's the you know what what is your 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 motivation with regards to this? So uh, the 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 mantra of the company or the vision of the company is that the garment is the computer. After the the revolution of the PC and the smartphone and the tablet, uh, we think that the next revolution will be in wearable technology. And so the foot is just a starting point, a very important one because uh, our feet are constantly under pressure and right. we think they are underserved by technology innovation. But um, definitely that's not the end, the end game. We want to uh, going up from the feet to additional apparel uh, that can actually monitor you. And uh, on that perspective, uh, although it's not our technology, but it's, it's a partner of ours, uh, we basically have <clears throat> distribution rights for uh, additional technology that is now featured on our website for pre-order, which is a, a fitness bra and a fitness T-shirt that can actually that embeds uh, art monitor sensors and can basically uh, replace the strap that you can get from your art monitor. So imagine that you have a Polar or a Garmin, uh, which usually have the strap, which happens to be quite uh, bothering, especially for women. Um, and instead of using the strap, you take the device and you snap it on directly on the on the bra or directly on the t-shirt. So in great. that case, that, that's one additional uh, element of our product line that we want to bring to market um, in order to to start getting additional in, additional monitoring elements. And uh, a, apart from that, also the same pressure sensing technology can be applied. Uh, to other apparel, or or even in in 
for example, uh, furniture or, or, or other uh, parts that are in contact with the human body one way or the other. Well, one thing I, wa I wanted to ask, you guys have the store already up and running. Are you looking to get into uh, retail outlets? Is, is that something that's in that's in the forecast for you guys, like like getting into, you know, a Models or a Sports Authority? Or do you feel that online is a better approach because it's a better way to interact with your consumers? No, we, we think that we it's, it's very important to end up on the shelves. Uh, the, the, the online store is the first step that we wanted to have for immediately because soon after the campaign, the Indigo campaign was over, we got uh, immediate requests. Oh, can I still order this? Can I still order that? And uh, and so we, we basically uh, scrambled to put together a website, uh, the graphics of which is not the final one. We are working on redesigning the whole thing uh, in line with the user experience that the user will have on the app. But it's, it's possible to go online today and buy a bra or buy a T-shirt or buy one of the Sensoria Fitness products that were on the Indiegogo campaign. Uh, and, and that allowed us to keep the conversation with new customers. But definitely, once we ship the product to these uh, uh, 700 plus uh, early adopters, plus the one that we will be coming through the store, um, we, we will have to prepare for a consumer launch, which includes uh, direct uh, retail, Is there in U.S. and abroad. Is there a particular retailer you wanna you wanna shoot for, or just a, a general retail release? Well, uh, the, the the retail market is, is is complex, and definitely when you start talking about uh, either exclusivity or even landing some some sort of uh, of big uh, uh, brand uh, stores. Uh, things get complicated, especially for a small companies. Are. So we are now looking at basically at to build some meaningful partnership uh, that allow us to, to be on as many outlets as possible. Uh, so we, we, we actually already are in active conversation with some of these uh, names. Uh, but, of course, it, it's a long process, and we, we are basically starting working right now because uh, we want to be ready uh, early next year to, to start feeding the channels. Right. I saw that you guys you guys are shooting for an expected ship date of March 2014. Um, was that an intention all along, or was it a, a matter of, of getting out after the holidays to give you guys time to work the bugs out? Because I know a lot of people that when they launch products, they try to get them in there as you know looking looking at this product you know this would be a great holiday product a great stocking stuffer um was that something you guys shot for or did just the timing work out that you guys had to go into march yeah the the product development is not trivial right there is the electronic components there is the uh, the sock there is the software both on the on the phone and on the web so there is a significant amount of work in those four areas and uh, definitely we are a small startup uh, that has to do a lot of things uh, either internally or through vendors. But uh, definitely that time was mostly driven by product development constraints. Although the end of March season might also be good for uh, uh, people getting out of their uh, realizing after the, their uh, New Year resolutions didn't work out. It's time to get out and, and put... <laughs> put the shoes on and go running to, to recover from that. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's one, that's one of the things that, that actually works in your favor. You know, if it's one thing when, when you go to the gym in January, it's countless people that are there going through the paces. Oh, we're going to run. We're going to do all this stuff. So it, it, it's a, it's a double-edged sword in the sense that you miss the holiday launch, but you get to grab the resolutioners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> all right. Well, that actually covers all the all the questions I wanted to ask. I just wanted to make sure to get it out there. If people want to order any of the products that you've discussed or pre-order one of the uh, fitness Sensoria Fitness bundles, you can head to uh, store.sensoriafitness.com. And you guys are also on social media, right, on Facebook and Twitter? 
Yes, we are. Uh, at Sensoria Fitness is our handle on Twitter. And Sensoria Fitness also works. You, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, so yeah, we are present. You you can you can find us pretty pretty well. If you type Sensoria Fitness on, on Google or Bing, it would be probably the first result. Uh, but definitely, yes, yeah, SensoriaFitness.com is the site to go uh, to get uh, this information or to be to, to learn more about it or to to, to buy one of the, the products. Well, I'll make I'll make sure to include all the links in the interview notes. Um, I'm hoping that. Well, once it's available for retail consumption, we can try it out and put it through the paces, especially, you know, since I since I have since I have a couple of foot issues, I think it'd be a great way to show some data <laughs> to, to the audience to give them a more intimate look. So, I mean, when you when you guys are ready for that, we definitely love an opportunity to uh, take it through the paces. Yeah, yeah we we should be. Well, I'm going to be uh, in New York early November. I don't know if we will be able to have a fully working uh, final version because we are we are we are basically working across the schedule on that. But right. I can definitely, uh, if the schedule allows, and Luke is building up a schedule for me uh, for the PR tour, if you want. There, I I could maybe drop by your office and show you in in real and make you have you have you tried out. Yeah, I mean we can we can definitely try and make arrangements. I know I know Luke will probably send me all the information and then you know schedule permitting i know that there's a an event in november here in new york city but i know that uh there's two weeks in november where i may be um where i may may be out of town but you know definitely keep in touch we we'd be glad to review it and take it through the paces and give it some real world uh, real world testing perfect well, I'll be in touch. I'll be in touch near the end of October. We're we're working on a uh, schedule right now, so we'll be in touch in a couple weeks or so, and hopefully uh, we can swing by. Sounds good. All right, uh, Luke, Maurizio, thank you for taking us beyond the mic with the Sensoria Fitness Ankle Band and Sock. You've just heard My Take Radio's Beyond the Mic with Luke LaPala and Mauricio Macagno. Make sure to check out all the links in the interview notes. And as always, you can listen to My Take Radio live every Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on blog on the Blog Talk Radio Network and also on the GFQ Network as well. You can also find us on social media on Twitter, My Take Radio. Look for My Take Radio on Facebook. Add us to your circle on Google+, and also follow our board's on Pinterest. Thanks for listening.